Alright, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, my fellow Trash Talkers. Whatever time you are tuning in, I'm glad to have you on board once again. You are listening to Trash Talk with D-Bork, and I'm your host, Dave Bork. It is Monday, the 4th of March, 2024, and this is episode number 23 of our NBA pod. There are records falling everywhere. Yep, in the NBA, obviously with LeBron James going for 40,000 points on Sunday, as well as Caitlin Clark. Yep. <laughs> Ponytail Pete, as she's going around as, breaking the all-time NCAA men's and women's scoring record. Uh, huge congratulations to her. I'm a massive fan of Caitlin, obviously with what Sabrina Ionescu did uh, at Oregon and obviously what she's been doing in the WNBA, going up against Steph in the All-Star Weekend and whatnot, to what Caitlin Clark has done for women's basketball and basketball in general is phenomenal. But we're going to touch on her and LeBron's record in our best of the best. But did want to get things started today. Extremely sad, sad start to the morning over here in Sydney uh, with Chris Mortensen passing away uh, with his long, long battle with illness. That, uh, that was a tough start to the morning, kind of getting getting a hold of that uh, more was a phenomenal NFL journo, did that for about three decades it felt, uh, and he was the perfect kind of one-two punch with, with Adam Schefter, so that was yeah, tough way to start the morning, uh, thoughts and prayers are with his family and friends and I guess everyone in the in the NFL and ESPN industry because Mort was, was one of a kind, he really was, he was phenomenal at his job and just an all-round happy guy, so yeah, rest in peace Chris Mortensen okay Let's start things now with our best of the best. And like we said, how do you not start with LeBron James, given this is our NBA pod and, yeah, he's 40,000-point mark eclipsed. He's the only person in that club. Like we said, I mean, we've talked about it for, for a few episodes now, just how ridiculous it is that he is doing the things that he's still doing this year and, and to, to reach that clip. Uh, watching that, I think everyone was on their phones. Obviously, when he when he got pretty close to it, almost every possession. I'll admit, I was one of them <laughs> sitting there watching it at home. It was, it was cool to see. It really was, and they didn't stop the game like they did when he, you know, originally passed the uh, point scoring record. Uh, this time around, they kind of continued on with the game and then celebrated it at a timeout. Um, phenomenal. Phenomenal stuff from LeBron, really was. So congrats to him, and you know maybe he's every chance of getting a 50k if he continues to play at the level that he's playing at right now. Uh, he could go on for another five years. Who knows? On top of that, obviously, like we mentioned, Caitlin Clark. Let's go to her now with our next best of the best. She is one of a kind in college basketball. Just recently declared that she will be foregoing that fifth kind of COVID year at Iowa to go to the WNBA and I dare say she's going to have a long decorated career there. She just beat uh, Pistol Pete Maravich's record where he stood that for I mean, phenomenal really three years 3,667 points. Caitlin Clark now has 3,685 like we said ponytail Pete. She's a, she's a sniper. In her freshman year, she averaged 26.6, then went on to the following year, 27 points per game, 27.8 in her third, and currently averaging 32.2 points per game. And they just recently beat a huge victory against the number two Ohio State Buckeyes. Caitlin Clark had 35, 9, and 6 in that one today. So she's she's just a phenomenal basketball player. And you don't even have to say, oh, the greatest women's 
college basketball player of all time. She'll go down as the greatest college basketball player of all time, and I hope that it ends with a championship this season. And there's every chance that it happens, you know. I think a lot of people saw the run that they had last year and got beat, but this year could be different. It could, and they're every chance of you know facing off again against that Ohio State team in the Big Ten title game and obviously again in the tournament. But I think a lot of people are going to be cheering on Caitlin to, to finish this historical college basketball career with a NCAA tournament championship. So well played to Caitlin. Enjoy the rest of it, trust me. Get watching that women's NCAA tournament because she's one to watch if you don't watch already. Let's now go to the NBA action and how do we not start with literally the best team in basketball, the Boston Celtics. They have now won 11 straight games and their last two games have been something else. They really have. 138 to 110 against the Dallas Mavericks, then 140 to 88 against the Golden State Warriors today. That was ridiculous to watch. It really was. Jason Tatum uh, against the Dallas Mavericks went for 32 and 8. Jalen Brown, 25, 7 and 5. Chris Osborne's 24 and 6, Derek White 13, 7 and 8. You know, they destroyed the Mavs. They really did, despite Luka Doncic going for 37, 12 and 11. And he's gone for three straight triple doubles as well. Uh, triple doubles are just going out of fashion right now. And then you look at today's game Tatum going for 27, 3 and 5, Jalen Brown going for 29, Derek White another 14 points, 8 assists game. This team just, we've, we've mentioned in the past that. On any given night, anyone's going to do any damage to you. It just doesn't have to be the one guy like Tatum or Brown doing it. These guys have, by far and away, the best starting five in the league. I always thought that their bench could be somewhat of an issue, but right now it doesn't really seem to matter. And they they really do look like they're punching their ticket into the NBA Finals. It's going to be so hard to beat this team over seven games. And, you know, they've been close enough over the last few years to getting this done. It really does look like this year is the year. But they do have a five-game road trip coming up, which, you know, especially in the next three games, are going to be very, very good basketball to watch. They go to they go to Cleveland on Wednesday, then a big one, a potential NBA Finals preview at Denver on Friday, at Phoenix on Sunday. Huge three-game stretch there for the Boston Celtics. It'll be interesting to see if Donovan Mitchell does play that game on Wednesday. Doesn't look likely. Didn't play today against the Knicks. That was a weird loss. Really was, but Josh Hart, that triple-double, wow. Uh, and then they finally finished with that five-game road trip at Portland and at Utah. So you'd like to think they're going to be, as long as they're locked in and focused, Doesn't the first three games don't take too much away from them. Their last two games are pretty much a layup, you'd like to think. But... Yeah, that Denver one, circle that one because that one's going to be one to watch on Friday for sure. Let's stay out east. Let's go to Philly. Yep, put a line through these guys as soon as, you know, Joel Embiid's status has gone out, out, out. Well, guess what? Tyrus Maxey has other ideas. 121 to 114 against the Charlotte Hornets. Easy victory, as we know, but then a huge victory at Dallas today. 120 to 116. Maxey against the Hornets went for 33, 6 and 5. And guess what? Tobias Harris has been that second best player again. Here he comes, 31 and 12 against the Hornets. Kyle Lowry, who they just acquired through a, I guess, a multiple deal kind of kind of move when he got let go from the Charlotte Hornets. He went for 15, 6 and 10. Then you look at what happened today against the Mavs. Tyrese Maxey went for 24. Tobias Harris going back to that semi All Star form that he was playing at the Clippers, 28 and 5. And Kyle Lowry had eight points and seven dimes. 
think Miami must be thinking, where was this Cole Lowry when we had him? <laughs> and then their next two games, they travel to Brooklyn and then play Memphis. So there's every chance that the Philadelphia 76ers are going to be on a four-game road trip. Oh, sorry, four-game winning streak, I should say. And to be honest with you, that's huge, especially given that log jam from you know four to four to eight, given the Knicks have somewhat dropped off a little bit, even though they're massive win today at Cleveland. That's yeah. There's a log jam there, so every every game counts for a lot down the stretch here in this last month and a bit of the season. So if you can go on a four game four game winning streak uh, this late, that's huge. Especially you know they were somewhat heavy outsiders against the Dallas Mavericks, so you're taking any win you can get, especially without Joel Embiid, and you're you're getting him healthy for that stretch run if you can if you can finish with that four potential four seed it'd be huge it really would let's again let's stay out east and go with the Orlando Magic 115 to 107 against the Utah Jazz and then today 113 to 91 against the Detroit Pistons yeah they weren't really huge wins but at the end of the day this team's won three games straight and Paolo Banquero has been phenomenal in this stretch, he really has. Went for 29, 9, and 6 against the Utah Jazz, and then 29, 8, and 5 today against the Detroit Pistons. On Wednesday and Thursday, they're on a two-game road trip. They travel to Charlotte and then Washington, so there's every chance this team should be on a five-game winning streak by the time the weekend rolls around. And similar to kind of what we are saying about Philadelphia, you go on some big winning streaks this late in the season. You're playing for seedings right now. You're playing for a division title as well in that southeast, given how well Miami are playing. Enormous. really is. And if you're getting this version of Paolo Banquero, I think he's showing everyone just how good of a basketball player he is. Now, we're going to go down low in the West because these two teams have probably rarely ever been in our best of the best, but you've got to put them in there. You do. Portland Trailblazers, back-to-back wins against the Memphis Grizzlies in Memphis, 122-92, to and then 107-100. to Two guys that probably no one really knows a whole lot about, but at the same time, Australian basketball definitely does. Duop Reith, 18-5 and and 12-6 and in this two-game stretch against the Memphis Grizzlies is huge for you know the Olympics that are only a few months away and it's enormous to get this guy some serious minutes because he's going to be vital for the boomers come the Olympics time, especially when he's playing this well. And it's awesome to see it really is. Portland, you know, they're a team that's not going to be contending for the playoffs this year, so you may as well be playing those guys. You know what you're gonna get out of DeAndre Ayton. You're not getting a whole lot this year, let's be real. So let's play Duop as much as we can. And he's playing some good basketball. And another guy, a young fellow they've got off the bench is Jabari Walker. Went for 19 and 10 and 18 and 12. So, yeah, again, Portland, they're playing for draft picks right now. They really are. But at the same time, you're beating teams that are around the picks that you're going to be going up against. You're already young enough as it is. So you may as well develop these guys and try and get some wins. Yeah, what's another fifth or sixth overall draft pick going to do for your team? Win some games. Keep playing, do a breathe. Love to see it. Last but not least, in our best of the best, the San Antonio Spurs, 132-118 to against the Oklahoma City Thunder. How on earth did that happen? Well, one name in particular. And 117-105 to at Indiana. That's a big win for the Spurs. A bad loss for the Indiana Pacers, for sure. But Victor Weminiana, this guy's phenomenal. 28-13-7 against the Oklahoma City Thunder and then 31-12-6 against the Indiana Pacers. Jeremy Sochan went for 21-10 and and then 12-8-4. And, and then another guy who's probably 
easily taken over Keldon Johnson's role. I think a lot of people thought that Keldon Johnson was just going to be that guy this year for them outside of Wemby. But Devin Vassell, he had 20, 28, 3, and 9, then 17, 9, and 5 in this two-game stretch. They, look, they may not win their next two games. They travel to Houston. It's a winnable game, though. So it's not, not completely dead. And then travel to Sacramento next after that. But at the end of the day, when you're, when you're down in the dumps and you're on a two-game winning streak or a three-game winning streak, that is like winning the NBA Finals for a lot of these bad teams. It really is. Let them be happy. It's good to see. It really is. And I think the Spurs have just struck absolute gold with Victor Wembanyama because it's only going to be a few years and they'll be back in the playoffs for sure, building around him. All right. It's time to take out the trash now. Let's hit up our garbage, man. All right. The trash is regular here. The race to 10 wins is still on. Yep, it is. Both teams still stuck on nine wins. The Washington Wizards and the Detroit Pistons. Washington going down to the Clippers, 140 to 115. Then Detroit going down, like we said, to Orlando today, 113 to 91. Next two games for both teams. you got Washington traveling to Utah. Tough road trip. You never know really what you're going to get with Utah, especially given that they've traded half their team away. And then host Orlando on Thursday. And given the way the Magic are playing right now, they can't afford to be losing to the lowly Washington Wizards. Detroit travel to Miami on Wednesday and then play the Brooklyn Nets at home on Friday. They are up probably somewhat favoured to get to 10 wins potentially on Friday before the Washington Wizards, but it's definitely one to watch for sure. Let's add a couple more teams into the trash along with these two abysmal, abysmal basketball teams. The Memphis Grizzlies have lost five straight, and like we said, when you lose them back-to-back games against the Portland Trailblazers, yikes. One thing, I guess, somewhat to help the Memphis Grizzlies is the fact they simply have no one. They have so many injuries. They really do. It's a tough, tough watch for this team. It really is. Uh, especially a team that had the two seed last season. You know, they lose Moran, they lose Desmond Bain, they lost a lot of guys, Marcus Smart and whatnot this year. So this is just a a year to throw in the trash and kind of go again next year for sure because yeah, it's a it's a tough one. And if you look at what's to come for the Memphis Grizzlies, they travel to Brooklyn and then travel to Philly more than likely going to drop both of those, so they'll be on a seven-game losing streak. They're still about halfway to the worst losing streak in the league right now, which is the Washington Wizards. They've lost about 14 or 15 straight now. Yikes. And last but not least is the Charlotte Horns. I know they were briefly entered in our best of the best when they were playing some good basketball. They won five or six games before this run. They have now lost four games straight. They now travel to the... Sorry, they host the Orlando Magic on Wednesday... They were pretty unlucky today against the Toronto Raptors. They really were. But if you're looking at this team, yes, they're in the trash for now, obviously. But Brandon Miller's stock is on the rise. It really is. And when they don't have their point guard with them ready to go right now, with Lamelo Ball playing injured, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. It really is for this Hornets team. So I think they'll be definitely building through the draft. I think they'll be wanting to get somewhat a sniper to help this team next season because you've got your you've got your guy now in Brandon Miller, you've got LaMelo Ball. I feel like you just need a shooter to to help this team kind of move along. And if Miles Bridges ends up staying on this team, they've got, you know, a, a good enough swing man to then help and, you know, get them back into somewhat of a 
play-in threat. We know they're not going to win an NBA title. That's totally fair enough. But I think the goal next season has to be to you know compete for that play-in spot. You gotta you gotta give your fans something to be excited about because at the end of the day, right now, they're fifteen and forty-six. Yikes! That's not good. They obviously outside of Washington and Detroit, they've got the third or fourth worst record in the league with San Antonio now on thirteen wins. So yeah, they're they're a tough watch. It's a, yeah, bad basketball being played. It's going to be a rough month and a bit for a lot of these teams. They'll be somewhat resting a lot of their guys to to try and get some. You know, decent draft picks, but again, at the end of the day, these teams are all super young. So, how much more is a is another kid gonna help you out? I don't really know. I don't because it's not. It's not it. It's really not. Anyway, that is our trash done for the week. We've got an anonymous question come through on our socials at Trash Talk with Dbork there on Instagram and TikTok. Keep sending those through. Much appreciated. It is actually a question about Caitlin Clark. Where do you have her sitting on the Mount Rushmore of college basketball athletes? I mean, she's got to be on there. She has to. You're now the greatest point scorer of all time. There's no argument that she she can't not be on there. Pistol Pete Maravich obviously has to be on there himself for sure. And, you know, if you're going to keep going back, it's got to be, you know, Magic Johnson definitely has to be on there, I'd, I'd say. Larry Bird would be pretty close for sure, but someone who I've also had so much love and respect for as a North Carolina basketball fan has to be Tyler Hansborough. Tyler Hansborough was so, so good to watch. Psycho T, as they called him back in the day, winning multiple NCAA basketball championships. He was phenomenal. And do yourself a favor if you've never kind of watched any Tyler Hansbrough play. I mean, that was when basketball, you know, old school basketball was really a thing. It was awesome to watch, you know, back in, he, he was at North Carolina from 2005 through to, through to 09 and his numbers were just ridiculous. You know, he averaged, you know, 19 as a freshman and 18 and a half, 22 and a half and 20, 20 and a half in his last year and they had, their team was loaded. It really was. You know, averaging you know twenty and ten in the in his in his junior year to come back and win that title in his senior year, it was yeah phenomenal basketball. So yeah, he's 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 going on there. He is anyway. Thanks for sending that one through. And as we know, it is March Madness time, or we have entered the month of March, and this is my favorite favorite time of year. So there's been another question come through: Who do you like to win the NCAA tournament in the men's field? North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do like North Carolina there's a couple of other teams if they stay healthy if they stay healthy they are going to compete for sure and they are Marquette and Creighton because I don't like to ever go towards you know the favoritism route Marquette you can get about that plus 2300 mark ditto Creighton about plus 2600 North Carolina are around the plus 2100 or $21 mark now so that's pretty juicy for a team who will probably end up being a two or three seed at worst. So I think they're going to be thereabouts. Houston have always been up there for quite some time. and I, I, I feel like they've had better teams. Even though they are ranked you know, number one right now, I feel like they've had better teams. I don't love them this year. 
Ditto UConn. You know, UConn won their NBA, uh, NCAA title last year. They were very, very good. They were dominant, in fact. But don't love them as much this year. So, yeah, going a little bit wide with, say, North Carolina, Marquette, or Creighton in this year's tournament. But we'll be hitting on a lot more March Madness material. Come next week or the week after that, it's going to be a wild, wild month. All right. Best bets time. Let's give our friend Jerry a call and see where he's at and see if we can find something for tomorrow's NBA action. There's a few big games floating about, so let's see what we got, Jerry. Alright. Big double header tomorrow on ESPN between the Los Angeles Clippers and Milwaukee Bucks, and then we finish with OKC and the Lakers. I don't know if we want to lock anything in for now, but the Clippers look pretty juicy at the plus five and a half. Giannis is currently questionable, so that's a that's a big one there for sure. I'd be I'd be looking at that. I don't mind Paul George to have twenty plus points in that one as well. You can get about that minus one ten dollar ninety mark in that game. So I'd be looking at Paul George in that one, especially with the. Yeah, Milwaukee guards, uh, I think he just has a field day against Malik Beasley, to be honest with you. Uh, and then if we're looking at that OKC-Lakers game, I know OKC's coming off a back-to-back now. They just had a big win at Phoenix tonight. They're plus money against the Lakers, and as long as everyone is playing, they're a young team. Back-to-backs aren't going to worry this team at all. So I would be locking in the Oklahoma City Thunder if everyone is playing tomorrow. But as always, keep your eyes out on socials at Trash Talk with Debork on Instagram and TikTok. We'll try and lock something in. Definitely on Wednesday here in Sydney, we'll lock something in there as well as a Thursday play and probably close enough to the weekend on Saturday too. So keep your eyes out for that. That is it for today's episode, episode 23. We are wrapping things up. We'll be back again later in the week for episode number 24. Hope everyone has a great start to the week. This has been Trash Talk with D-Bork. I am out of here.